Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, uh, let's get to your calls. Uh, Joey, thanks for, very much for being uh, so patient. You've got a view on uh, Auckland and where they need to play. Yeah, yes, uh, Ian. Look, Eden Park's uh, a dinosaur when it comes to uh, MPC rugby. Um, when they're playing a, you know, playing a match there because the crowd, you don't get the crowd. It doesn't matter if you get 10,000 people there. If you do get 10,000, it's great, but you're not going to get the atmosphere you get. They play it on the number two ground, and you can develop that or whatever. If you get 10,000 people on the number two or even 15, if you get the ticket sell, sales in there more, well, then you may have to go to there or, or Western Springs. I mean, you know, but, but playing in Eden Park number one, it just looks terrible, even when you, you know yourself and you're watching it on television. It, it's, not a, mm. it's not a good look. Um, I don't know what it's like down in, at Napier with the McLean Park, whether you've got another, you know, if, if McLean Park you can't fill up, whether you've got another ground there where you can, you know, get, say, eight, 9,000 people in there or you've only got McLean Park. But in Auckland, it's terrible. I mean... Uh, you know, and, and, and the way sport is now with, with uh, Sky, a lot of people will watch it, especially at night, will watch it on, on, on Sky and watch it live. It's, it's, it's just how it is, uh, Ian. I mean, but as I say, I think they should go to the number two ground or Western Springs for, um, uh, for Auckland, for NPC, without a doubt. There's no two ways to do something there. Look, I, I think you're right, Joe, and you're talking from the area that the, this shouldn't be a problem because it is the most populated area of New Zealand, Auckland. This should not be. Uh, we shouldn't be pointing the finger at Auckland and saying you're one of the worst. Uh, um, we should be saying, well, in terms of your population, it's a bit disappointing, but they quite clearly are a, an example of this. Now, there's a lot of... Um, um, Pacific Island people involved in, in sport in, in Auckland and we were talking with uh, with uh, Dave, uh, David Pilkington about the, the, the burgeoning numbers and you would have thought because of that you know those types of numbers would be increasing Joey but it seems not so uh, yeah I'll, I, I, I'm, what, what you know what worries me is that they've dropped the ball once too often and we can't get the ball back that's correct, Ian. You know, we, we are, we, we're one of the worst, if not the worst. I mean, you, you get more crowds at Canterbury. I know Canterbury have been going good with the Crusaders and that, but Auckland is, is probably the worst province of getting people to go to the games, and, and I'm included, because, you know, the atmosphere at Eden Park, when you've got 50,000 seats and you've got 8,000, 10,000 people, it's, it's just not there. It's just not there. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. I, you've got to make it easy as possible, and access has always been a bit of an issue there as well. Cost is another issue as well, Joey. Hey, hey thanks for your call. I appreciate your, your sentiments on the Auckland side of things. Uh, get uh, down to uh, Dunedin, Otago. I've always been great supporters of rugby. Uh, and Cliff's down there. Um, but you've got some thoughts on the structure going forward, Cliff? Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Yeah, I had a look at the New Zealand board 
of the New Zealand Rugby Union. And to me, you, you, they've changed it quite dramatically over the last few years. It's, there's a very fair representation of everyone. There's plenty of women on it, from Dame Patsy Reddy, the assistant chairman is a, a chap of Polynesian. There is Polynesians right through it. There's plenty of women through it. I don't know what they can do to make the board any different, any more colours. But to me, going ahead, the cost of rugby in a smaller group, over the last 30 or 40 years, the amount of players playing rugby has dropped dramatically. But the, mm. the people that are playing rugby that get paid, they're getting paid more and more money. You know, to run, the say, the Otago Rugby Union, back in the day, John Hornbrook used to run the rugby and the cricket. He was the secretary manager and he, might have, he, he didn't even have an assistant. And basically it was him and the coach. And uh, nowadays, the Targa Rugby Union would have probably a stream of 20 people behind it, plus. Plus all the players getting paid, you know, 30 plus getting paid money to be a full-time member of the club, you know, uh, playing for Targo. Now, they, you can't afford that sort of money. You can't afford to run something that it's not attracting players anymore. Back in the day in the 90s when... Otago rugby was strong and Carisbrook was getting fooled. You know, you get 25,000 there nearly every game. I used to go there at night. I used to drive down and, you know, the place was packed. You know, good crowds, but no one wants to pay much now to go there and, and they're getting small crowds. So you can't afford to run a rugby union and pay everybody good big money, 60-odd thousand plus for all the players, it, there's, there's no money in the game in that, for that level, and that's what's hurting the rugby union. The funding cost to fund all these extras, the amount of money they must have put into women's rugby in the last few years, because they've got to separate everything, but load up all the management, all the, the whole shaboodle for that is getting bigger and bigger, and there just mm. isn't the players, you know, there's no money. Well, it's a couple of things that interest me um, and, and bringing up the money side of it. Uh, you know, there are club rugby players. When you do, on the rare occasion, you get uh, super rugby players or I'll take our local Hawks Bay players, whatever, drop back and do play a bit of club rugby. They expect to get paid. Most of them expect to get paid for it because that's their, that's, that's their job. So when they're doing their job, whatever the level, they expect to get compensation for it. The clubs can't afford that. That is an absolute nonsense. So you say, look, we can't afford to pay you, they won't play. Uh, so therefore, you know, the kids don't get to see uh, the best of their club actually on show. Time is another factor, obviously, and, and uh, you know, with a congested programme and that. So there's an issue. And, and, and clubs just can't do that anymore. That, that's a joke. They shouldn't have to do it in the first place. Uh, the, uh, the other thing about this club for me of interest though, is the, the power of the unions. Now, now, this is becoming more and more evident through, if you read this report, the power of the rugby unions, which a lot of people thought had gone because their representation uh, as such on the board wasn't as obvious. It seems it's still there. And I, I, blow me down, I don't know how they're going to get that changed. I, I really don't, because they're, they're pretty protective, some of these unions. Well, you know, the rugby unions should be looking after the basically the, how rugby is. You know, if the Auckland Rugby Union chief who's on the board or, you know, he's involved in it, his group, they need to foster rugby at the bottom level. If the club rugby is, is 
encroaching into, well, the rep rugby and the other stuff is all crossing over so that players can't play. And like you say, a guy in the day used to get a bit of help from his employer to, to go and play rugby and he, and he could still work. But nowadays, none of them want to do a job. They all want to be full-time rugby players at, at any level. So that's the problem. If you've got... I don't know how many guys must be getting paid full-time wages in this country to play rugby on a full-time basis. And really, for the amount of players, the rest of them, you've got, where does the money come? You know, you look at the likes of golf. Golf has is, is grown exponentially. And now every guy that's a member of a club pays towards the New Zealand PG, you know, for the Golf Association. So it works out. You, you know, you can bump up the amount of people that are working for the Golf Association when you've got plenty of people paying. But if the rugby guys aren't paying the fees because there isn't many players, you know, these some of these clubs that used to have 10, uh, 10 teams, now they've only got two. So there's not mm. many guys paying at the bottom to help the top, is there? No, and, I, you know, Cliff, you make so many point, uh, good points there. Uh, you know, everyone's got to buy into this. Coaches have got to got, buy into this. Um, you know, you, you've got to have a situation where if you want club rugby to to uh, gather momentum again, you've got to have the good players playing it. Uh, and so the coaches, the, the NPC coaches have got to buy into this and they've got to release their players. They've got to say, look, if my preparation time is uh, down because players are still wanting to play or uh, having to play club rugby, so be it. So be it. Um, it, it looks like we're, they're going to have to depower the importance of winning uh, the NPC, the deep power of that. I mean, okay, do we ever think we'd say that? Uh, but it, it seems that's the way they're heading. Cliff, uh, uh, thanks very much for your call, Joey, uh, and all the texts that are coming in as well. We'll, we'll read them throughout uh, the next uh, couple of hours. So it's 9.43 here on SENZ.